This week on Tooling Review, it's X-Corp number one for Marvel Comics. Krakoa is for closers. Deals have been made. Mutant kind is safe on Krakoa. As the reign of X continues, what are the wants of the mutants who have everything? Leading the charge is X-Corporation's head of CXO's Monet St. Croix and Warren Worthington, a duo of cutthroat and ruthless in the boardroom as they are on the battlefield. But X-Corp needs more than just its figureheads. As Monet sends out to staff their team with some of the brightest and most deviant minds in mutant kind, Warren finds himself in a tense meeting with one of Krakoa's first allies who wants to know the truth. On Angel's Wings, will X-Corp crash or soar? Here's something that I don't think a lot of people realize. Here in the United States, when we talk about comic books, a lot of people really focus their attention on capes and tights, right? You've got the Supermans and the Batmans and the Captain Americas and the Tony Starks and all of those kind of comic books that people are just gaga for. They're making billions upon billions of dollars in, uh, in the box office and the merchandising and all that stuff. But in other countries, other types of comics tend to take, well, not tend to take front and center, but you will find a lot of them. For example, over in Japan, you will find a lot of sports-related comics. So you have, like, basketball comics and volleyball comics, and I think there's a badminton comic or two that's out there. Um, You do still have some superhero stuff, but a lot of it is um, everyday life kind of stuff. So you get into some competitions with, you know, your basketball rivals and all those stuff in the the basketball uh, comics, or in the manga, I should say. Then, in addition to that, there is also a plethora of lawyer comics. Were you aware of this, Matthew, that they had lawyer Mm -hmm. comics in the Japans? Yeah, you get your Phoenix rights and like that. Yeah, and it's really cool because you get to go in and you get to see the hot lawyer in action that goes on in every single uh, trade or collection or volume of these things that are out there. That's right. And so everybody gets their chance to get the lawyer comics. So I think what Marvel is doing here with X Corp is saying, man, there's a lot of people that really love these, these day and day, uh, you know, life in the day kind of comics. We should do the same thing, but with corporations and get some hot boardroom action going on in our comic books. And that's where we get to X Corp. Now, Marvel, on the other hand, did say, well, we can't deviate too far away from capes and tights. So let's make X Corp part of the big X-Men ongoing uh, uh, reign of X over here at Marvel. And we will release it. And people are going to just snatch this up because they need their corporate takeovers and their boardroom shenanigans and back alley dealings. And that's where X Corp number one comes in. What'd you think there, Matthew? I actually kind of enjoyed this. Um, I feel like the character choices are very strange, but by the end of the issue, they made perfect sense. Nice. I hated this comic book. (laughs) I hated this comic book with a passion. First of all, not a huge X-Men fan. uh, So you got that going for you. And then the next thing is, I could care less about hot boardroom action. I could care less about who's wheeling, dealing and double dealing and who's uh, putting who on the board and what kind of shenanigans are going on between the panels as people are our mind uh, communicating with one another. Don't care a, a lick about any of that. So as much as I like Teeny Howard and as much as the Alberto, I think it's Foch or Fauché uh, art in this book looks really neat. I could care less about this series. This just feels like, man, we need to keep going on this Reign of X stuff. So please, let's just do anything. How about a boardroom comic? Yes, Soul, please, as long as we can keep this going as long as possible. Just 
hated this book with a passion. Not saying that it's not well written or that it's the art is not good, just zero interest from me. Now, maybe, as I said earlier, you're one of those people that do like lawyer comics, or maybe you do like sports comics, or maybe you do like to see your uh, your wheelings and dealings taking places with capes and tights. Then perhaps this book is for you. Not for me. Didn't care for it. So, Matthew, please change my mind on my hatred for X-Corp number one. Well, I'm, I'm not going to change your mind. You do what you want. I think that the upsides of this are, as you said, they're trying to do something that doesn't feel just like superhero punchy punchy. <laughs> and I feel like the, you know, the choice of the characters, uh, Monet and the angel mm-hmm. are the primary characters, right? Monet still has the curse of penance. So she occasionally turns into a monster. And of course the angel for the last few years has been turning back and forth to his evil steel archangel form. Mm. And they are in charge of sort of this business side, this corporate side of the X-Men trying to, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, so I'm the way I, the way I took it is they made their money with the, uh, the, the Krakoa plant so that they right. could heal people. Right. And so they've made maybe a little bit of money on that, but as anyone knows, a nation, even a nation of mutants doesn't get by on the good graces of uh, eternal life and being able to resurrect you when you die. So at some point you're going to need some kind of finances, something to uh, increase your, your gross domestic product. Uh, so that the rest of the world will take you seriously. And so uh, they have formed this corporation, the X Corporation, that will go out and wheel and deal a bunch of the other fantastic things that the X-Men have coming out of uh, Krakoa. And they want to wheel and deal with other nations and other groups and other agencies so that, you know, the, their little uh, fiefdom can 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 grow and, and have money. And that, uh, you know, when uh, uh, Psylocke wants to run around town, or Dazzler needs to go out on tour. She's got a little pocket money jingle jangling in her in her jumpsuit so that, uh, you know, she can she can spend. But if you don't have if you're not making anything, if you're not offering a product or a service that people want, then you're not going to have any of that that uh, money rustling in your pocket. So that's kind of where the X Corp comes in. I think it's it's a little more complex than that, too. I think they're trying to. You know, the whole take on the the Hickman X-Men has been, we are going to do our mutant thing and we're not going to be maltreated anymore. And we're going to have our own country and we're going to have our own laws. And I feel like having your own, you know, corporate interests makes sense from that. I hate that part, honestly. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, you're, you're saying exactly what I was saying. If they want money to do things with. So that they can live independently and do what they want. They have to do this corporation. So, yes, they have to get into business. They yeah. have to they have to get into capitalism. It's interesting that they have, you know, the two super richy mutants and then they have Madrox and Trinary uh, coming in here, neither of whom has particularly shown any interest in the business side of things. Trinary actually started out as a, an anti-corporate uh, kind of cyber terrorist person. But as with most of the recent stuff in the, the Hickman-related X-Men stuff, it all feels really remote. It feels like we're being told about these grand things. Like, there's a subplot in here that there's something attacking the X-Men cybernetically. They're attacked, something is attacking their computer structure. But it's talked about and talked about and talked about, and it never really feels like a threat or even really a thing and I, I feel like in two issues, it's going to pop up and be the center of an issue. But this doesn't feel like, to me, an effective 
put together. Now, I do like the reveal of the flying island. That's kind of a neat visual. And I, I, I like the idea that they're trying to, you know, manipulate the news cycles. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not particularly wanting to come back for the next issue. <laughs> uh, it's not a comic book that I'm like, you know, rush right out in a buying frenzy. But I'm not necessarily the target audience for these X-Men books because they don't feel so much revolutionary as they feel like a safe idea of what revolutionary should be. You know, it feels like in some ways this is the comic book equivalent of Steve Buscemi with a skateboard on his shoulder uh, welcoming his fellow I, I, kids back to high school. Yeah, it, it feels very much uh, like a, trying to cash in on some of those manga lawyer and sports comics. Uh, you know, awesome. it's, 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 it's very ironic that the X-Corp number one drops the same week that, uh, you know, the pipeline, the gas pipeline was shut down and causes uh, prices to skyrocket, skyrocket uh, across the eastern uh, seaboard. Because uh, some hackers got in and were were doing things and and doing uh, uh what is it the ransomware stuff uh, feels kind of like that's what's going on here in the X Corp as well that someone's hacking in and uh, doing some nefarious things that yeah at, at, on the surface level uh, probably seem innocuous but will uh, you know raise its ugly head at some point in the future and be kind of a big thing but it also seems to this this book at least in the first issue tries to encapsulate. Some of the big things, as you've already mentioned, some of the big things that do go on in corporate America and are trying to wrap a superhero comic around that, which I think is the weird part uh, to mm-hmm. me. Now, maybe to other people who are huge X-Men fans, they're like, finally, finally, Angel gets a gets something to do besides fly around and act mopey and, and talk about how his dad tried to kill him once. Um I, I don't know. I just think of the movie Angel. Well, regardless, uh, Angel <laughs> is flying around and being all mopey. And I, I, I don't know. This is definitely not a comic for me. Maybe people who are uh, in the in that uh, slim Venn diagram of corporate uh, capitalist uh, freaks and uh, superhero uh, fans might get a kick out of this. But I I think that there's I think there's a point that's being missed here. And I also think that. I don't I don't know. Is this an ongoing? Is this a is this a miniseries? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. This uh, is part of the new thing, but it's supposed to be a new ongoing. Uh, I just I just don't see this going longer than six issues, to be honest. Uh, they might be able to squeeze 12 out of it. I mean, the X-Men stuff right now is kind of ubiquitous and relatively popular from what I understand. I mean, I haven't been following all of it. Because there's 17,000 characters. I mean, we get a little bit of Professor X in this issue, and it's a Professor X who doesn't act like the Professor X I've been seeing in any of the other X titles. So I don't know if that means that I'm out of date or I'm just not reading everything, but I also don't want to read everything. And so maybe this is a book for the people who want to read everything, for the people who need that complete X experience, X experience, if you will. But I think that, as with some of these other books, you know, I said this about Marauders. I said this about the uh, X Factor that they've been running around with. Most of the fun here is in seeing characters in new configurations, seeing these four characters who haven't really interacted like this as the core of what could be the new team. That may be the draw here for people who are long term X fans or big, you know, Hickman X universe nuts. Maybe. Um, 
I, I, I don't think that this was a stellar first issue. Uh, I kind of was hoping for something a little bit more, at least in the clarification of how they were going to turn the Brazil event into something in their favor. They kept dancing around the subject of, you know, we've got something on you. No, you don't. You can't do this. Oh, yes, we can. Or just you wait and see. Oh, we can't wait to see what you do because then you won't believe what we do to you. Kind of back and forth kind of stuff that really felt like it was dragging out the issue quite a bit. And I don't think that there was any bang moment in this issue that says, oh, you better come back next time because the next time things are going to get even bigger when someone comes in and starts talking about corporate law. <laughs> and I just I just didn't see this here. I just I just don't. And so if you are someone that really, really enjoys X Corp, uh, please let us know. Drop us an email at podcast at major dot com. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Maybe we will talk about them in a future dueling review or whatever. But for right now, I'm going to I'm going to give this one a big old pass. I, I'm just going to say, look at the pretty art, look at the pretty cover, but then just move on because the story, even though it's it's competently written, there's just nothing here unless you're into corporate law. I would say for me, it's a check it out cautiously because there are some bits in here that I am intrigued by. I really enjoyed, you know, the admission that we don't always get in current X-Men, but the admission that. Monet and uh, Modoc, Madrox. It wouldn't surprise me if Modoc, because that was the thing when they're like, oh, something's trying to hack into our systems. Part of me was like, oh, that's Modoc doing that. Or <laughs> or um, uh, what's his name? The uh, the the slimy guy um, that's tapped into all the TV stuff. Oh, Mojo. Mojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mojo's in another X book right now. But, you know, tying in and saying, hey, we remember that Monet and Madrox have this backstory. We don't always get that. And uh, Trinary is one of those characters that popped up and was like, hey, here's this cool, awesome new character. Oh, our book got canceled. So I'm hoping they can do something with her that gives her, you know, an iconic X-Men moment. Because right now she's just a really cool suit and a nice braid. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's fine. The visual is amazing. The powers are neat. So do something with her. And frankly, I kind of agree with you. It's fun to see the angel being given something really to try and chew on. And I'm hoping that it sticks, but I don't know if I'm going to come back next issue and, you know, scream through the door, maybe five issues down the line. I'll regret that. I mean, it but, could be, it could be a breakout hit, but from the first issue, I think it, it stumbled out of the blocks. I think yeah, as its initial, it's initial public offering, it's initial public offering it performed poorly is what I would say. <laughs> Hopefully it'll come back on the secondary market. Uh, what we really need is Elon Musk to talk about it on television. <laughs> uh, we are alive in the Major Spoilers Discord server this week. You can come and hang out with us every single week. If you're a patron over at patreon.com slash major spoilers, you simply connect your Discord account to your Patreon account. And then depending on your level, you will have access to all sorts of other features, including Patreon only features like listening to us record this show live uh, every Thursday night at 8 o'clock p.m. And we've also turned our Dueling Review uh, listening room into a stages room. So uh, any of the number of people that are hanging out this week uh, want to ask a question or comment on anything that we've said during the show, all they have to do is raise their hand and then they can pop in and uh, say hello and and uh, whatever uh, about things that are going on. I'm guessing that based on the silence that I'm hearing both in the in the chat portion and in the stages portion, I'm guessing that nobody read X Corp number one this week and has any thoughts on it, which is fine. Uh, that's fine. 
But if you do want to come in and hang out with us on Thursday night and ask questions or whatever, you can do so by, again, going to patreon.com slash major spoilers, connecting your Patreon account to the Discord. And I think anyone at the $5 and higher level uh, gets in and gets access to these Patreon-only exclusive channels on our Discord server. And even if nice. it, even if you don't, uh, if you're not a patron, by all means, come and join the Discord server because there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, a lot of talk right now in the, I think it's the television uh, channel. A lot of people have been talking about uh, the news that came out today of uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the new look that they have for the upcoming He-Man. series. Uh, there is also a lot of discussion in the movies channel about uh, a, lot, a lot of Marvel stuff. So we see Scarlet Witch chat and the Incredible Hulk chat, um, a whole bunch of whole bunch of cool movie chat going on. Of course, we've got comic books left and right. You can come join us over in our Discord server. Now, the reason why I said make sure you join our Patreon page is because patrons have a responsibility to this show. And if you are a patron who is listening to this show right now, you have a responsibility and a duty to shape the future of this program, Matthew. That's true. You must do your duty, if you know what I mean, (laughs) by going to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers and programming this show for us. Steven and I, we we don't want to do the thinking. That's not true. We want you to have input. We want <laughs> more you importantly, to spoiler rights. More importantly, you don't want, you, dear listener, don't want Matthew and I to do the thinking for the show. <laughs> yeah, we've seen how badly that could go. But once you go there, you're going to look for a post that says dueling review for insert next Tuesday's date here. May you're going 19th. To, yeah, like that. And you are going to vote for the book that you want to see. Tell your friends. You know, wake the kids, phone the neighbors, get everybody in there. What do we want? We want 40, 50, 50 people. I would, 50 I would love, people. I would love for 50 people to come in, but I'd be happy with 30. If we could get 30 of you to come in and cast your votes uh, next uh, for this next week. Uh, you mm-hmm. got to do it soon, though, because the closing voting ends on Sunday morning. Whenever I go over to our Patreon page and take a look and see what uh, everyone is uh, asking for. A lot of uh, comments this week about Shang-Chi number one. Yes, there is a new Shang-Chi that is coming out next week. From Marvel Comics, I know there was just a Shang-Chi series that we just reviewed like four months ago, but I think that was like a four-issue miniseries or a five-issue miniseries. It's a fiver, yeah. Yeah, so there's a new series coming out just in time for the September 3rd release of Shang-Chi, which Disney announced today is going to be released in the theaters first. They didn't, from what I read, it doesn't look like they're going to also put this on their Disney Plus service for that premium $30 fee, but instead it's going to be in theaters for 45 days, and then it will go to streaming. So I guess I'll be waiting until mid-October to see Shang-Chi because, you know, I'm not going to go to the theaters anymore. Uh, theaters, Theater-going experience is just horrible. Anyway, also coming out next week from Boom Studios, we have uh, Berserker uh, issues one and two get their fourth <laughs> and second reprintings. Luna number four comes out next week. Orcs number four comes out next week. Power Rangers number seven, and we only find them when they're dead number six arrives from boom studios dark horse comics next week has a small week with uh man i can't even pronounce some of these names koja karu the skinner number two it's only a two issue miniseries right there and rangers of the divide number one the first issue in a four issue miniseries dynamite pronounced rongers it might be rongers of the divide uh dynamite entertainment next week has sacred six number six or number nine sonya versal number four and vengeance of vampirilla number 18 IDW Publishing has Transformers number 30 and Transformers Beast Wars number four. Also, Transformers Escape number three. So lots of Transformers action coming your way 
from IDW Publishing. Image Comics has Home number two, Moonshine number twenty-five, Radiant Black number four. Ooh, that fourth issue, really, really good. Uh, Still Water by Zadarsky and Perez number seven, and Walking Dead Deluxe number fifteen. Those, and I'm not saying these are the only ones you, dear listener, can vote on. I'm just saying here's a sampling of the books. That we can right. expect, and maybe some of you might want to vote on them. For Marvel Comics, as I mentioned, Shang-Chi number one, uh, Captain America number 29, Fantastic Four Life Story number one, Heroes Reborn number three, Mighty Valkyries number two, uh, Runaways number 36, and Way of X number two. In all the rest category, we have Blade Runner 2029. Uh, we also have Blade Runner That's Origins number four. Yes, exactly. Autumnal number seven, Crossed Badlands number 100 as well as issues 71 through 99 are all coming out next week. So, um, yeah. Uh, Dan the Unharmable, 1 through 12, arrives next week. I have no idea what Dan the Unharmable is. What's about Dan? I guess. I Hopefully he uh, doesn't him? get a... I guess not. He's unharmable. Or is Precisely. he ill-harmable? Hmm. Uh, Engine Ward, number 10. Minky Woodcock, the girl who electrified tes- Tesla, number 2, comes out from Titan Comics. Narcopolis number four, Red Room number one, which spelled back. I know backwards. It just says Mordor, Mordor. Red Rover uh, Charlie number six, (laughs) Robin Hood, Voodoo Don one shot. And let's see what else do we have to close out this list. Exo Man of War trade paperback volume one. Those are just some of the comics coming out next week. Uh, we also have some DC comics. Don't forget. I uh, don't worry. I haven't forgotten about them. Next week we have Batman issue two twelve. That is the uh, um, original series run. So that's a digital version that's coming up on Comicsology. We also have Catwoman number thirty one, The Flash seven seventy, Justice League, uh, Galaxy of Terrors gets a trade paperback next week. You can also get Looney Tunes number two sixty, Batman or I'm sorry, the next Batman Second Son issue number twelve. Wow, that one got oh that's right, that's a digital first series. I was like, right. wow, they got up to uh, issue 12 really quick. Uh, digital, that comes out weekly over on Comixology. Yes. Also coming out next week, the old Static series hits issue 12 on Comixology. And Wonder Girl number one arrives next week. And uh, you can find out more by following those links over on the Patreon page. And then, of course, as Matthew said, cast your votes. Cast them soon. Cast them early. Let everyone know. You can go and uh, hit over onto the Discord server, which a lot of people do as soon as I post the... Uh, the, the weekly announcement of voting now open. Everyone's in the in the Discord server going, oh, go vote. Here's what I voted for. Can I vote for this one? Hey, everybody, let's go vote for this. Uh, so you guys can go over there and start doing some of your, your polling and your uh, uh, picketing or whatever that you do for your favorite uh, comic. And then we will be back next week to review that comic. And maybe you will get to hear Matthew say, Zero Days Without Nonsense. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.